2: Good morning, everybody. Apologies for the delay. I'm having some audio gremlins on my end this morning. Regardless, the show must go on. Welcome to Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. A lot of headlines happening here. We have the mother of all short squeezes in GameStop. We've got space stocks are ripping all because Arc is going to have their own space ETF now. We've got some offerings price that we discussed yesterday. We have a couple of earnings. we got Nordstrom's holiday sales. So a lot to get to on our show. Our guest is Buck Andrews. He will join us at 835. Today's show is also sponsored by Inform. That's where Buck Andrews is from. To learn more about Inform, go to inform.info. That's I-N-4-M info. I'll put the link up on the screen, Uh, Joel. Let's bring up the charts here. Walk us through what's happening here in the pre-market session.
3: Uh, Tight range, uh, but green. Green on the session. I'll still call it the puzzler market until we can break out here. Uh, Pre-market high seventeen seventy-five. That's just one tick above your old-time closing high that was from last Friday. We haven't even seen the close. Our closing price 0375. Your pre-market low 04 and a quarter. So just a tidy uh you know 13 point plus range this morning. Crude, that's down to 31 cents. Take a little breather at 52.61. Gold's in the red by 1540 at 1939.50. Silver following suit that's in the red as well. By let's call it two point six cents at twenty-five point three five. And Bitcoin took a little breather, found support in a thirty-two thousand dollar handle. Now up two thousand one hundred and fifty dollars and thirty-eight thousand five hundred and twenty-five. Triple D. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. What what would be number one on your radar? Well, number one is to
4: try to fix the audio issues because uh, I'm getting like feedback on you, Joel. How do I sound chat? Because I think we have my mic fixed. Or is there feedback on my voice as well? I think the feedback's coming from you, Spencer. So, because before you just did what you did, that um, uh, was all chopped up. So, I'm not sure. Everybody else says I sound good now, DDD is good. I don't know what's happening with your, on your end, too, Joel, because you were a little bit staticky as well now. Really? which You weren't on the pre-pre-market show. Joel, yeah, so it could be coming. They're saying I'm good. So I was the bad one yesterday. My mic was bad. Now both of you guys got problems. So anyway, I fixed my issues, so you guys got to fix your issues. But we'll fix this market up for you here right now. Let's talk. Spencer alluded to in the, in the prelude here about... The Space ETF, Kathy Wood getting down and dirty in space, going to launch a Space ETF. Um, And this means everybody is now speculating, what's she going to buy? Which stocks is she going to put in there? So you can see this morning, the logical one, trading up 14%, is SPCE, which is Virgin Galactic. So if you're wondering why the lift, it is all because space uh, Space ETF from Kathy Wood. Arc? is launching one, and everybody's speculating that this is definitely a stock that's probably going to go in there. They're also speculating a lot of other stocks, MAXR, which Mitch brought us there back at $26. That's up 15% this morning. Um, You can go into some of these SPAC plays, Joel, SRAC up 24% this morning, um, because that's another space play. NPA is another one. It's up 16% i traded this one last night i'm already out of it ORBC satellite companies are trading higher lorl i'm long that one full disclosure it's trading higher uh there's a ton of these space stocks and you can actually go and you look at the ufo holdings and ufo itself obviously trading higher as well those are the stocks that are trading higher
3: oh well, i mean there's just not that many stocks right I, I mean, just listed
4: off a whole pile of them well, for you, though. Well, I mean, you, there's though.
3: seven or eight stocks, right? I mean, no, so it, it could
4: be it could be even more. Like, we oh, don't really? know what she's going to buy. But if you go to the UFO ETF, so let's go UFO ETF Holdings, sure, because that's you know your logical place to start looking. So if you go there, there's a lot of satellite companies in there. But I'm just grabbing the holdings right now. Their top ten holdings are IRDM. Full disclosure, I am long that one too. Just, um, uh, it was an overnight trade because I bought it on this news with Kathy Wood. Um, so I will be selling that today. ORBC, which I bought also on the Kathy Wood, I've already sold that one because it just got silly last night, it went to 875. Sh- MAXR yeah. is number three in the holdings. We talked about that one's up 15% tremble um i'm not sure that this is really a space play but it's in there it's not up as much because i don't logically think of this one either i mean Laurel l-o-r-l has space in the name um and then you know there's like Echo Star, some of the satellite companies uh garmin's even in there but i'm not sure they're going to reach that far but keep an eye on the, all those stocks here today because kathy wood is hot and we talk about her every day because she's moving stocks. She's well, she's moving a whole
3: sector today.
4: The whole sector, UFO, is up five percent, all thanks to Kathy Wood launching a competing product. <laughs> That's something for you. Here it is. There they have their own space ETF. Kathy Wood's coming to launch her own,
3: and the UFO is trading higher because all the holdings are bit up this morning. Unbelievable. And, I mean, well, she's can... going to, but it's supposed to officially launch. Do we have a date? Well, wow, you sound better now, uh,
4: Spencer. How do you sound? Can you? Do we have an actual date? I think she just applied for it, so I don't know if this is how long he, these typically well, take. Well, yeah, it, it's a filing,
2: right? So that doesn't mean they have to launch an ETF just because they filed a launch one, right? Uh, well, uh, the
4: market thinks they have to. No, <laughs> the they market don't. is ripping. I'm not saying much.
2: I'm not saying they won't, but it, it, it's not a guarantee. Uh, I, I didn't look into the filing, so I can't say for sure.
4: Um, I would think this is going to be a go, though it kind of makes sense. You know, she's all about growth space. This is the final frontier, right? Where's the Star Trek stock? <laughs> Anyways, so, I mean, you can see here all these stocks bid up substantially here as speculators are coming in saying these are the stocks that Kathy Wood is likely to buy. So she hasn't bought any of these stocks. People are simply speculating that she's launching a space ETF. So they're buying all the stocks ahead of her having to buy so she's actually going to play it pay elevated prices because they're basically front running her <laughs> I mean, she had to launch it out there so it's 14 and a half percent spce is up i own that one I've, i bought that back at 25 when i had the pullback because remember i sold it and in the last couple of days it's beginning to get a little lift this is a big pop so question all these stocks lifting significantly on the possibility that they might go into kathy's etf what do you do
3: Boy, that's uh that's a tough call. I mean, I think if if you have some targets that you're hitting, then, you know, maybe take it so you don't have any sellers regret. Uh we were talking about this one. This went right to 32 bucks and filled the gap. You're still at 3145, so I mean, anything of 32 to 35 is like that's fair game there because that's where people got caught. So, pre-market high coinciding with the gap fill. I'd really be more confident if this got over 32 and held 32. Uh, I'm just giving you the numbers from the pre-market session and see if they coincide with anything. Uh, This one leaked a lot. This got up to uh, MAXR, got almost to $49. Let's see what the pre-market high is. Uh, Pre-market high, well, they got real excited, this one. 48.63. Forty eight sixty three. Now you backed off four dollars, so I'm a little bit more confident. Maybe your high is in, in that one. This is a lot lot thinner than the other one. Yeah, that printed forty eight sixty three. That was on less than fifteen hundred shares. Uh so we got Maxar, we got space. That S- ORBC
4: got silly too. Like satellites. I mean that got up to eight seventy five last night. I picked that up at seven sixty nine on wow. the headline. And I was like, well, maybe I'll get to 8. And it started getting bit over 8 heavy, 8.20, 8.40. Then it's trading 8.75. I was like, okay, this is just getting silly town here. The stock's trading up literally like 17% on this. So I did sell it last night. I got out of most of it at 8.70. The rest of it at 8.40. Um, it's 8.29 here this morning. But I don't know, like... There could be a sustained bid. I mean, if these stocks actually do get put into her ETF, her buying pressure will push you know them up as well. So you got to consider that, too. And then when it gets announced that she bought it, it could go up on that as well. So I'm not so inclined. to. I, I wouldn't yeah. be shorting these. I'm not coming in shorting these stocks. I'll say that. Um, I did take the quick profits on the scalp, you know, on some of these that I bought. But I own space, SPCE. I've had that, like I said, for a couple of weeks here now. I, I think I'm going to hold on to it.
3: Uh, this ORBC, I mean, this is a, a monthly breakout over eight, right? You yeah, had that, yeah technicals the technicals look that, good here. Yeah, the, and you went from, oh boy, this went from 12 to just under two. Uh, your next monthly high for this one comes in at uh, 844. So you did get above that. But man, I for this one, I, I'd like to see it come back to eight. And you know, over the next few days, and get into yesterday's range. That's going to be good support for now. Uh, and then NGA, how come TRMB? That's not moving as much, right? Uh, I,
4: I, it's in the UFO ETF, but I struggle to. You know, I don't think that is a pure. That's definitely not a pure play. Let's go look exactly what all the businesses Trimble does because they do a few things. So Trimble, and, and this is just coming from you know D- Google is a software service technology company services global industries, including agriculture, building and construction, geospatial. So I guess maybe that's where they're grabbing it from, natural resources, utilities. I mean, I'm just looking, you know, I'll go to the actual site. I'm going to Trimble.com. Sure. Trying to figure out, you know, I guess it's, I'm looking, well, there's a lot of businesses here, so we're just flying through it. I never thought of this as a space play, though, but it is in the UFO, so it's got to have some space in it. So industries, they are agricultural, construction, uh i i guess i'm looking well geospatial really is that i guess it's that satellites. Are they using satellites to do that
3: i think gonna... using <laughs>
4: satellites in there i'm just uh, researching it on the fly here yeah but Okay. industries uh... government boy, military, oh boy. Defense, I mean... rail utilities forestry i mean they're into everything here so maybe somebody in the chat that follows this company i don't follow it closely enough but i think it's it, yeah okay so in the chat go for the w saying it's a gps play so i guess the gps positioning is how they're they're, they're they're grasping at this but i don't see that as like a pure space play so maybe it goes in there i, I kind of you know would I, i'm
3: i think the market's not buying this one up for a reason i uh, it's just gonna take me a couple days to get my head around this one because uh you know taking off going into space uh, boy oh boy I'd be happy just to get on an airplane and go down to Florida. So huh. uh, it's going to take some time, but the new Frontier, and you can't argue with the price action here. If you can find any other related plays, you know, take a look. But the fact that she hasn't, she's just said she's going to do it, she's going to have to buy the stocks. She kind of have. The Kathy, I don't know, is it the Kathy would put in these stocks? I, mean, I, I
4: I would say that. I mean, yeah. at least in SPCE and R2 is a pretty pure play. I mean, Mitch brought us this is a, a better play on space. So, and then there's a couple ETFs on these. I don't even know if they have targets yet. Some of them, but they're you know maybe they do. NPA New Providence is up 17. percent This was brought to uh, by Catchy there. From, obviously, SPAC attack, uh, he's uh, said a couple of these, because I don't know the SPACs as well, but he was saying, he tweeted out that these ones here are uh, Space Two and stable Road SRAC. So, a couple SPACs in here too, and maybe there's a few others that'll go after targets too. So, it's very interesting, um, you know, when you're trying to anticipate what she might buy, and the stocks are getting bid up this much, <laughs> just on that anticipation, It's showing how much power she has right now.
3: Joel, Hat. no one talks about revenues. Ha ha, these stocks have nothing new. It's it's the story, though. I mean, it is. And uh, someone asked me, will I ever yeah. go to space? Absolutely not. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. I would. I would. I think it's yeah.
4: awesome. I would actually do it. But, I mean, this is what we've been talking about for the last two years. It's not, It's you know, revenue growth. It's growth that's carrying top line. Nobody cares about the bottom line. They not haven't cared all. about the bottom line for a long time. I mean, otherwise, stocks like General Motors that are trading six times or seven times earnings, you know, with the potential of the whole EV there, would be trading a lot higher. People don't care. They want a story. You know, General Motors EV story is trying to get hot. That's why it's trying to come up. But the stock is dirt cheap, too. It doesn't matter, though. People don't look at what's cheap and what's expensive. They look at what's a cool story. Oh, I think that's going to be good. And that's what they're buying. That's what the Robinhood traders, they don't look at valuation. They don't put their CFA hat on. They simply look at what the cool story is. Right now, Kathy Wood is an awesome story in herself, and space is a pretty cool story too. Put those combos together, and you get the stocks all bit up fifteen percent. So unbelievable moves here again. Like I said, I can't come in here fading these moves though, because what if she does buy these things Then they're going to go up more? Hey, you like, want to just? Uh, I know, I know we're, we're going to move
3: on from. Sorry, Spencer, move on from okay. this. But an ancillary play, like who makes space suits? I mean, what are you going to wear in space? You're just going to wear like a normal, you know. Button-down shirt and shorts. Well, I mean, you're well. Let's have... talk
4: about that, though. There's only really one company, Joel. Shintosh. That's really sending people into space, <laughs> and that's Virgin Galactic. Like, there's this isn't like a space ETF that everybody's going to space. You know, these are satellite plays for the most part. A lot of these stocks are literally satellite plays, satellite technology. It's not so much, you know, that we're they're all like you know space SPCE, where we're actually trying to make this a tourism industry. So, for the most part, most of these companies aren't sending anybody to space. Um, I don't know who makes the suits To answer your question, <laughs> wait. What We're I was going
2: to say, what I was going to say is, I so it's 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 weird how I thought about this because I first thought this was like bad news for me because I bought uh, fifty shares of UFO back when it was twenty-one dollars. I think in like I don't know when November. I November. Yeah. yeah. I don't, Goodbye. You know, it, in that window and my first thought when i saw this headline was oh crap because now like uh, everybody's gonna people, go to kathy's right right exactly but i guess it, it didn't occur to me that people are gonna try to front run her and it's that's gonna it's that's gonna help the ufo which is which in turn helps me so funny how that sort of is turning out here this morning maybe a I i don't know i don't know we just but. went
4: through all their. We just went through all their holdings, the UFO, and they're all bid up here this morning. And Maxar is number three, and it's bid up fifteen percent. Interesting that the UFO does not own space, SPC. Really? Yeah. You'd think like space. We're a space ETF. We even have the ticker symbol UFO, but they don't own the SPCe. So well, that's interesting there, in itself.
2: There may be there may be rules about. IPOs. A lot of times funds will have rules about a fund a, a stock will have to be public for X amount of time before we can go yeah. in.
3: Yeah. So that could be it. I don't know. Uh, I anyway. find it very interesting though. Yeah, what what, what a way one. to start the show, I mean holy macro.
1: I still uh, and I, this at, was a
3: way. thirty two. Thirty two for space all right so
4: moving away from all the space talk here there's lots of other movers i mean the storied stocks still continue to get beds i mean even looking yesterday tesla had a little inside day what do we mean by an inside day it had the bounce back two days ago and then the range from yesterday fell inside the range of the previous day so wednesday's range fell inside tuesday's range it's selling off a little bit here this morning getting towards the bottom end of that little two-day range here but i mean the The bounce back in a lot of these stocks over the last couple days. The ones that got hit on, I think it was Monday or maybe it was even Friday. I'm losing track of days, but I mean the bounce back's been incredible for most of these stocks. And you know the Momo stocks. You know you look at Jemaya here, just quietly breaking out again yesterday. I sold my Jemaya in that last little spell. I thought I, I went all pattern trader and I was like, ah, it's looking like a head and shoulders. It's 40s resistance. Well, it said screw the resistance and just broke out from it. And like I said, it seems like in this bull market, and this is the way bull markets are, every sale a week later appears to be a bad sale. Like I sold my Cyber, CYBR, at 154. It fell to 142, and I was like, I'm awesome. And look at it now. It's back at 160. I suck. Three days or five (laughs) days later. So literally, it seems like every time you sell something, I mean, Bitcoin, think about the 31,000 sellers. It's back at 38,000 in three days. So the relentless buy the dip just continues. The relentless FOMO continues to propel stocks higher. And I guess you just continue to do what continues to work, seems like forever, is you look at what the storied
3: stocks are and you buy the dip on them. And it just continues to work. I hate to tell you this about the Jemaya, but now it looks like a head and shoulders bottom it's turning
4: around now it looks like a breakout <laughs> patterns take your head and shoulder shampoo throw it in the garbage patterns my actually one of my buddies from uh bright train just said he said he just texted me his, why short anything <laughs> we trade in neutral you know the, the a lot of the Bray traders and he does too and he's <laughs> texting me stuff why short anything all my shorts are red all my longs are green again i'm the same way Everything that I shorted last night is red. Everything I'm buying, I should just flat out buy, buy the stocks and not hedge anything. I mean, I've been doing that overnight. I've been leaning a little long every night. And I never do that. I trade market neutral. But, I mean, when you got this relentless uptake, I'm extracting extra alpha by just well, – I'm getting the markets move too, so I'm extracting my alpha. Plus, I get a little bit extra market move there because it seems to just go up. So, I mean, that could be the name the name of the show, why short anything. I, it, it's been the story it's tough making money on the short side right now real tough let's go to
3: let's go to delta
4: delta earnings,
3: we, yeah, got earnings. we got some earnings yes yeah let's
4: talk earnings i think spencer around problems with do we money, lose so. spencer yeah that's okay me and joel have actually read the benzinga pro before, I, i'm though. here i'm here earnings. wait i'm oh, he here, is here. Okay. Oh, boy, boy, well this oh, boy, is your boy. cue
0: no, I know Delta. But- we went to
4: Delta. The symbol's D A L.
0: Yeah,
4: airlines.
2: <laughs> thanks, Dennis. I was pulling them, pulling it up in the Benzinger Pro. Uh, earnings this morning: Q4 adjusted EPS of a two dollar and fifty three cent loss versus a two dollar and fifty one cent loss estimate. So they came in just below the estimate there, but still obviously a, a terrible quarter for the bottom line. Revenue: three point nine seven billion dollars. Uh, that was above the estimate at three point six billion dollars. And they talked about a choppy demand recovery, talked about there's gonna be there's gonna be an inflection point, we're not there yet. So obviously more bad news, but they're looking at they're looking ahead. They're not looking they have ahead. the, they they have
0: looking the...
4: Ahead they had the ceo on cnbc just a little while ago and he was saying about burning they're burning 10 to 15 million dollars a day which is pretty impressive in itself but it's down from where it was but they're looking and trying to get to uh cash flow positive here by i think they said the end of the year or third quarter so obviously it's all dependent on the vaccine that's the only thing that's going to matter to these stocks before we talk about them as the reopening plays but i mean give a perspective in the pro they expect q1 sales to decline 60 to 65 percent year over year i mean these are you know this is tough and is the airline industry getting back to the numbers that i had in 2019 and 2020 I don't think so cuz again with Zoom the business traveler is not going to travel as much. So when you're paying up 41 42 thinking yeah it's got to go back to 60, it doesn't have to do anything. The story kind of sucks. So I mean, you know, you can get the story of the recovery and that's carried it for a little while. Maybe that continues to carry it to new highs. And you know, we have seen stocks break out and make new highs despite making less money because that's the kind of market this is, but it's tough. It's tough. These are all just dependent on the vaccine so vaccine works against like i've already put it out there I've laid out the scenario on all these you know reopening plays If the vaccine works against the new strain the the the, mo- the modified strain um then obviously these stocks are going to catch a bit if it doesn't work against the new strain then we got problems for all these stocks that's what interesting
3: matters. area here because you definitely cleared resistance there. You cleared all those highs, at, and I'm just looking at them, 40.70, 40.80, right? You had to really struggle there ahead of the report, and you've cleared that. You have tra- traded up not quite to $42, uh, 41.80, and then you just got a couple more tops at uh, like the 42.30 area, and also this was a, a conge- you know, you had to gap up. This was a congestion zone, uh, in middle of December, so I just don't I don't know if it's just gonna blow right through there. But you gotta kind of like it above forty eighty. Call it forty one, and you gotta see if there's uh, some work to do just above forty two. That's a pretty tight range, but I'd be keeping an eye on that because you did have you did have that you know the congestion there. So 40, 80, 42, 31 We haven't. Well, we just dipped a little bit ago. You got to where'd you just dip to? 40.75. 40. So you're seeing that in the pre-market. That's what I like. That I don't know what you like on this one.
4: Nothing. Moving on. Yeah. Well, next. What about the pot stocks? Uh, a free, <coughs> a free reported here. APHA. Okay. It's up eight percent. I actually. Uh, a couple of days ago took a flyer on a crappy pot stock because I, I said you know i'm even tweeting out like i'm looking for crappy companies because that's what they're buying here right now and i took a flyer on aurora cannabis acb so i'm long acb is a swing trade for the only reason is that they're buying you know these companies that are having trouble and it's this company that has been prone to violent short squeezes before also oh, wow. been prone to violent moves so it's up here i bought it two days ago i think around like 10 25 10 30 so i'm up about a bucket in two days Mm -hmm. um it's getting a lift because of uh, Freya, though so let's give those numbers hey they made money
2: last last quarter they're profitable look at that there
4: you go profitable company nobody cares about that though
2: well their adjusted eps was one canadian cent. cent Oh well, in a Canadian sense, so not even a full U.S. Not cent. even a U.S. A- anyone you want
4: to know something? Canada doesn't even have pennies anymore. We eliminated the penny and we round, so we round up. So it's actually zero when you round down. Because in Canada, if you come out and you have something thirty dollars and two cents, that's thirty dollars. If it comes out thirty dollars and three cents, that's thirty oh five. We don't have pennies anymore. Well, why don't we do that? Cool in fun US. factor for you.
2: Yeah, we should do that. Anyway, uh, the Aurora, uh, Aurora. Do you have loonies?
4: Have- do you still have loonies? Yeah, it's a dollar. We haven't eliminated the dollar yet. And when inflation's <laughs> coming, maybe they'll eventually do that, and they'll just round to the nearest five bucks. But right now, we just eliminated the penny.
3: <laughs> All right. Uh, give, did you give the numbers on this Sorry, one? Yeah, Afria, uh made
2: one cent there. Uh, the net revenue for the quarter was $160 million. Uh, both those figures were up year over year.
4: I don't Not mind sh- the chart. I mean, it's moving up. I mean, these are storied stocks. It's pot stock's getting, the story's getting a little bit, you know, going again. I mean, if free has run further, I just like the ACB because I've seen these wicked, violent, you know, one-day, 100% moves in it before. And that's why I'm in <laughs> this one. But And also, I knew the free report was coming up. I didn't want to hold it through earnings. So Wow, well,
3: 7 I'm, to 11 in uh, two it's weeks. It's a big move. Yeah, it well, is this a... what
4: this market does. It's all just stupidity. So, do am I putting a free in my long-term portfolio? No, but the trend's breaking out. It's moving higher. Is this the topping event? Maybe, but these are hard to call tops on. I don't know, Joel. These are no. You know, I, I just I, if I look uh, at the crap I'm buying right now, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I have to shake my head a couple times. I'm like buying like junk in my portfolio. You know, like I picked up BlackBerry. I mean, like I'm like, and I'm the only reason is that they're buying these stocks now so don't get stuck with these though these are all stocks that are going to eventually go lower probably but right now these are stocks that could get squeezed a bit like i was looking through like what else could get squeezed you know i was going through my scanners last night what's got a 30 percent short interest and got a fairly low float that kind of crap is going higher
3: Let's uh I'm just going to say 11 or 10.95 for APHA. That's cuz that was a monthly high back in February of 2019. You're only 20 cents away from there as we speak. So let's see what happens at 11 bucks and it's just I just wonder if anyone's booking in since like I said a little over two or last week. You bought them at 7 bucks, now at 11, so Big move. We'll see what happens. 10.95, 11. See if you got any sellers up there.
4: Everybody talks about Rocket when it's going to go, and yes, there's some short interest in Rocket. It just hasn't gone yet. It does look like it wants to go. I'm does still it? long Rocket, but every time it goes, it doesn't go anywhere. It goes up a buck and then they sell it again. I don't know. Maybe this is not the stock that's just not going to participate. But when I see moves like GameStop yesterday. And I see that this is just getting to a point where we're in full silly town. We are basically bailing out all bag Oh holders. my gosh,
3: it's up another six bucks. No, I know.
4: We're just bailing out bag holders left and right. What do we mean by that? Bag holder is the financial term for people who bought stocks years ago, and they're down like 90% of their money. And they're probably never getting it back. Well, this is the kind of market... That might give you your money back. And I will say, if I was long GameStop, my long-term portfolio, and I bought this stock, let's say like four years ago at like $30, and you watched it go down to two bucks, and it's now back at 37, I would sell the hell out of it. I would get out while the getting is good because I don't know where it tops out but I will tell you, we're going to have a whole new group of bag holders in GME after this is done. Because this is not, you know, I don't think maybe it's going to go to 50. Maybe it's going to go to 100. Maybe we're just going to get silly. You know, you can't short anything, like my buddy was just saying. Why short anything? But I will tell you, when the dust settles from all this stuff, these companies,
3: a lot of them are all still crap. Wow. I'm still in shock. I've been shocked to move from yesterday and then now tacking on today. Forty-eight bucks, you know. I thought, I don't know. I can't even give you numbers on this. My jaw's about to hit the floor. Have a small piece of this, and that's because of my nephew Hayden talked about it. I told him. I told him to keep an eye on the closing price from yesterday, and that's like that's long gone. Forty bucks. We almost got to forty. That's the pre-market. They're not. There's no material information on this. Like no. There. Like, there was.
2: There was from Monday. Remember
4: from the,
3: Monday. That's from right. Monday, though. Right. Um, they got
4: an activist in there. That who's the activist? Ryan Cohen. He was.
2: He was already in there, and now he he's the found, co-founder of he just Chewy. Spoke
4: up. He
2: he, he he raised his stake. He joined the board, and he brought a couple other people from Chewy along with him to join the board.
4: The online pet food guy is going to turn around the in the in the malls. Look, it's just you know, physical brick and mortar GameStop. It, it's just a classic short squeeze. That's uh,
2: nice. I, the, the short interest, which is always a moving target, so it's hard to nail down. I think I saw it's over fifty percent. No, oh uh, no, I saw over hundred percent. Uh, which, yeah, which I don't quite I'm... understand. Maybe you can explain that to us. No, how can how can a stock have a short interest over 100 percent? Does that mean that there are there are people naked shorting, which isn't even illegal?
4: Uh I can't even comment to that. I think it's just it's the statistics are hard to grab. Yeah, that could be. I mean, I, again, all these short statistics are a little bit you know it's a moving target, right? Yep. And like I said. There's so much, you know, ridiculousness in the way the, the behind the market structure. Like if you're a market maker, and I've explained this before, and you're putting out buys and sells. So market makers on both sides of the market, they're, you know, trying to collect the spread. If they've got a sell short order out here and a buy out here, but they are, and they are long the stock, they have to, because they have the sell short. So let's say you're long a thousand shares of GameStop. And, you know, market makers could be 10,000, 100,000. It could be more. You know, it could be 200,000 shares. You know, maybe GameStop's a bad example because the market makers are all spooked on being that thing because it's moving around too quickly. But if you're long like 1,000 shares of stock, X, Y, Z, and you have a short order out here to like sell another 2,000 short over here, you have to mark, if you go to sell your 1,000 shares, you have to mark that short because it doesn't look at your current position. It looks at your anticipatory position. So I don't understand, they changed this rule like 10 years ago, but I literally, if I've got a short order out right there, I have to mark my long short. So I'm not really short the stock though. So I'm marking it short, but I'm not short the stock, I'm simply selling my long. How do they like figure all that out afterwards on the short interest? So does that screw it up? I don't know. I mean, you look at what, you know. I've marked something short that I'm not short because the regulators say I have to do it. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it seems ridiculous to me, but they changed that rule a number of years ago, and that's the way it is. If you've got, you, it's you're all about your anticipatory positions. So all day, I'm marking a lot, you know, because I play, you know, I, I, you know, I'm on, you know, not on both, both sides, sides but right. yeah, but I'm just playing, you know, and if I'm long, and I got a short order out there, I got to mark my long short. And then the, my, my, my system automatically does it for me, but it seems weird that I'm long a stock, I'm going to sell my stock and I have to mark it short. Seems weird. So I so all I'm saying is you know so that's going to screw up those numbers. That could screw uh, up some of those Michael,
3: numbers. Michael, um, Michael Burry got this started. He was the one that uh,
2: yeah, good predict, good memory,
3: Joel. Yeah, started <laughs> uh, predicted the financial crisis. He started dabbling in this thing at like five six bucks. But, but he
2: liked it because he didn't think it he didn't think it was worth I don't think thirty dollars. He just thought it wasn't worth like five dollars, right? Well, Michael
4: Pactor liked it too.
3: Yeah, Pactor's well. been all over this. Yeah, I don't I'd love to hear what he'd have to say right now.
4: <sighs> he's he's right on this one. You know, everybody's has been getting him heat for Netflix. Holy cow, what a call from Michael Pactor. He was saying it's he thought it was ridiculously undervalued when he was on our show and talking GameStop. He's got a buy on it. I believe he's got a buy on it still, doesn't he, Spencer?
3: Pachter? Uh believe so. Yeah. I would yep. like to see where some of these targets are now, and when's their next earnings report too? Well, that'd be something <laughs> to keep an eye on. Probably not for a while.
2: Let's take. It. I don't. I don't even know if it's in the pro because it might not be confirmed if they're at the end of the okay. season. The end of the season. Uh, waiting for our guest here to hop on. So let's let's keep going. Well, uh, yeah, I just I,
4: I want to address some stuff in the chat. People give me heat. Oh, you said to sell this, and the stock's ripping. What stock? If you've, talked about, if you've been listening to the show for two years and you were talking to stock two months ago and you said to sell, it's probably higher. I mean, the whole bloody market's higher. So it's hard to say, okay, yeah, sell this and it's going to automatically go lower. You are fighting like the tidal wave of buyers coming in all the time. So I take profits. I do sell stocks. All those sales have been wrong. I mean, for the most part, like 80% of your sales. Joel, what have you sold last year? You don't sell anything, but so maybe you're a bad example. But I mean, and that which is genius in itself. But it seems like every time you sell a stock, it's the wrong bloody call because a week later it goes higher. So, I mean, sorry to say, but, you know, a tidal wave of buyers coming right. in, sometimes take profits in them. You know what? I don't know where the pony ride, I don't know where the circus show ends, but when stocks are going up 50 or 100% in a week, I book the profits. So, and not only that, you know, you're, you're sometimes trying you to. You talk a lot of calls. different time frames, too. You talk well, that's about it. it too. Yeah. yeah, like, and that's what you have to consider. We got day trader hat. We got long term investing hat. We got swing trader, swing trader hat. Head. I mean, people are giving me heat because I said I don't like Beyond Meat. I said that a couple of days ago. I like the setup. What's well, rallying again? I mean, it's turning around because that's what they do. They they just rally stocks. So, do I think Beyond Meat is turning it all around? Do I think Beyond Meat is still a fifty dollars stock when I look at it five years from now? Yes. Dude, I know it's turned around. It's broken out again. So if you want to try long, you can try long. You got the number to lean on. I mean, you got to as a trader, you have to change your opinion quickly. So, I mean, I wish I could do the show 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but I tell you, I'm going to change my opinion a lot as a trader. If you <laughs> don't change your opinion as a trader, you won't be a trader for very long. Because I'll tell you, as a trader, if it's your business to trade stocks, you gotta be able to go both ways. You gotta be able to ring the register. You gotta be able to time stocks. So and you gotta be able to change your opinion. What happened
3: to beyond meat, Dennis? They just is there some news out on that? Maybe because I just talked I was
4: talking <laughs> about it and oh, it's two thousand people. I don't know. No, there's probably something. It's a five box. There's yeah. probably some type of headline on it. All right. I mean, well, I can't predict the headlines either. But you know what? Maybe we should just never say to sell a stock here yeah, You know, because we'll nobody wants to hear anything bearish anyways. You know, everybody's out there. They just want to buy stocks. It's all FOMO oh, rampant. Really? So everybody just got to buy, 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 buy. They don't want to hear anything bearish. I mean, Kramer, you know, talks bearish on the one stock one day. And everybody gives him heat too. People um, don't want to hear anything
2: bearish. Hey, uh on the on the Beyond Meat thing and we'll we'll go to our guest here in a second. Beyond
4: Meat and Taco Bell.
2: Yeah, I was going to read you from the press release. Uh they're teaming up with Beyond Meat uh and they're for the return of I don't actually know what this is. It's some Taco Bell partnership with Beyond Meat. That's all I need to know. All right. Let's bring on our guest here, Buck Andrews. He's the co-founder of Inform. Buck, are you selling anything at all ever? <laughs>
5: I tell you what, th- this, um, this market at some point in time is going to have a bad ending. It's, uh, oh,
1: for you know, sure.
5: Right, right now, we're, we're in a, uh, at the very late stage of a very long bull market. that has been, you know, the last leg of this has been propelled by, uh, by, by stimulus. Um, it's, you can't fight the Fed, but you know what? When the stimulus starts to wear off, this thing is going to end poorly, and there's going to be a crash. And it's going to happen in the next six to 18 months.
4: It's going to happen fast, too, Buck. Like, everybody thinks, oh, yeah. so I'm going to get out in time. It's going to be, like, overnight, boom. You know, we're, yeah. we're gapping down. Some stocks are down 15%, 20%, and you're like, what sure. happened? I mean, yeah, it's deserved, it's, it's gonna, really.
5: It, yeah, you're going to get that first 5% down day, and you're going you to know it just started. <laughs> you know, And, uh, and the, the interesting thing about this is usually in these late stages, you start to get all the trash that starts to move off the bottom, like GameStop. Yeah, so then, you know, it's a so kind of textbook. That, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you got all the trash moving off the bottom. You know, I'm buying trash
4: stocks, Buck. I'm like I'm looking through my <laughs> scanners yesterday. What is a really crappy company that has a high short interest? That's what I want to buy right now because that's yeah, the kind that's of it. stuff that I go. So. Yeah, just
5: wait for them to get the momentum, move off the bottom, and get the short squeeze, and uh, you know play it for a day. Crazy, and, uh,
4: crazy market. But but
5: eventually, you know, when when it starts to turn. You know, all stocks correlate and uh, the entire market goes down. Not you know, You're not gonna find a safe place to hide.
2: But but if if we do get another stimulus package, which you are saying we very well could a two thousand dollar. We're, we're,
5: we're gonna get a stimulus package quickly. So okay. so so isn't that money gonna come flowing back into the market? <laughs> that, that's right. right. Isn't that's that why gonna extend this? That, that's why I put a six to eighteen month period on it. <laughs> so that's exactly why. So, okay. so we are going to have this leg will continue because of this new round of stimulus.
4: Got it. Right. Okay.
5: And after that starts to wear off, there will not be another round of stimulus after that. And and we will pay the piper once that okay. stimulus wears off. Buck,
2: I, I want to ask you about some stocks that are on your watch list here. Every day, maybe several times a week, at least, we get asked about NNDM, which is a high flyer that was like fifty cents. A little while ago and and it's 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 long gone from there they had an offering uh and they i think they just priced their offering are you are you playing these stocks that are having offerings right now
5: yeah the interesting thing about the offerings in this market and people are literally you know doing a lot of offerings and by the way Catherine woods is in this one big um so you know i i kind of give that a little credence um but yes, what I, what I'm doing with the offerings is you'll usually see. Uh, Mara was uh, Marathon Patent was a great example yesterday. They had an offering; they took the stock down just above the offering price. And most of these, a lot of these offerings are, are uh, you know they're institutional, so they're already called for. So it's it's uh, you know the institutions are taking them down. Mara was uh, you know, they priced it at twenty. They said several institutions, so I'd say three to four institutions took the 250 Um, so you never really had an opportunity the public did not get in it but went down and and based just above that 20 level right around 21 so it was a pretty good buy in the morning and i think you saw the same thing this morning uh with NNND. so that was a 950 offering and it went down right just below there and based and, and started to rally back and I think Lemonade might do the same thing today. So they've got an offering that's come down just above that offering level. Um, and I think that's been a, a pretty common theme in this bull market. <laughs> Eventually, these guys aren't going to be able to raise money. <laughs> so they're trying to do it as quickly as they can.
2: So the Lemonade offering was priced uh, this morning at $165. So how, how do you trade these?
5: So if you look at Lemonade, it's come down to what, I don't have a chart up right now, but I think it came down this morning to about 168. So uh, look at look at Mara yesterday. What we did with Mara is we, we waited for it to come down just above that 20 level and start to form a little bit of a base, short-term base. And then we, we added stock or I didn't add because I still had a position, um, but uh, I have friends that added stock right there just above 20, around 21. And uh, the same thing with NNMd when it came down this morning pre market, like right about nine fifty. I think it came down to about nine eighty, and I think it's moved back up. Uh, once again, I don't have the chart in front of me.
2: What else is on? What else is on your radar here?
5: Um, well, I'm starting to watch the earnings. You know, um, if you look at. Uh, the reported earnings. And if you look at our system, um, we've got these little buttons on the dashboard, which make it really easy to, to follow earnings. Um, do, do you have that, Spence? Can you pull that up? Can we too? throw
4: that, show, show that, Spencer?
5: I could share a screen here. Yeah, you can do that too.
2: Yeah, could, you yeah. Why don't you do that? It's much easier if you okay. do that. You All can right, share I'm your screen. screen. And then I also have. I also wanted to ask you before I forget about AMD at some point because that, that caught a very notable yeah. uh, notable downgrade today. There has been a couple upgrades in the last week or so, but a, a downgrade this morning. So let's do AMD in a second. But uh, yeah, share your screen and I'll pull it up and we can look
5: at at, at at what you're watching here.
2: So there's that there's that share screen button
0: towards the bottom. Uh,
5: yes, I'm doing that. And you know what? Um, we have had a – of course, we've got this new launch, right? And on this launch, um, we had like 80 new users for the first day, you know, uh, last week. And we we're getting a lot of new users. And we are suffering through some growing pains with these users. So our site just went down. <laughs> <Again>. Fair enough. <laughs> all right.
3: Well, blame it on yeah, us, right. Buck. Blame yeah. it on no, us. I I look,
5: this is, if you remember when AOL got off to it, they, they launched, you know, they, they had some growing pains also. So having growing pains with a lot of people hitting your site is a good thing. You, know, you get that corrected. If they didn't show up, I'd
3: have a problem. All right. So we should have told you to bump up your servers, man, <laughs> coming on our show.
5: Man. Yeah,
3: Spencer, you didn't put that in uh, the email to him? we have to no. talk to our uh, – it's not the servers. I think it's the developers. We're going to put didn't, a word with
5: them. Didn't uh, put that in the email.
3: All right, can't Buck, help you with that. Buck, uh, let's talk AMD
2: here. Joel, pull up the chart. Why are you watching AMD? <laughs> Very notable downgrade this morning. How much is that downgrade worth to you?
5: well it's i'm watching it more as a uh, part of the bigger picture now the one of the first sectors a lot of times to roll over is the semis um so um i'm watching semis pretty closely the smh uh and amd got the first downgrade there so i you know i kind of want to watch see how it reacts you know see if it uh if, i mean may, maybe it doesn't affect it it comes back in you know, the next couple of days You know. Um, it's more of a, like, I would not buy AMD. I'm not, you know, it's had too big of a run. It's too late in the, in the cycle for me to be getting long and getting really bullish on the semis. Um, but I'm watching them. So you wouldn't buy
2: here, but you wouldn't sell it here either, right?
5: Or would you? No, it's I, I, I'm not really sure this market. Yeah, as I said, the next round of stimulus
4: is. <laughs> Everybody's scared to short this market. I mean, I'm, I am I trade market neutral, and I'm scared to even have my hedges on. Because I like short <laughs> yeah. some stock, and it goes up like GameStop 100% in my face. I like, I short SPY to hedge myself. I'm too scared to short right. individual stocks right now. Because what if I pick the wrong stock? What if I pick a stock that Kathy Wood decides to buy? It's a yeah, tough I, market to be on the short side. Yeah, I, I'm,
5: I'm with you. I've been saying, camp. It's like every every time I hedge my portfolio, I'd just be guaranteed the hedge is going to lose
4: money. <laughs> I know. I, I, if I look, like my biggest losing position last year was probably spy because I'm using it to hedge some of my longs, <laughs> yeah. and it just If I just would eliminate the hedge, I just make more money.
1: That's gonna is be that the day.
4: Or... That's gonna be the day everything turns when I stop hedging myself, and everything everything will crash that day. Is like. Oh, that's why I hedge.
5: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I do the same thing. I, I hedge with the futures usually against the yeah, portfolio. Yeah, so there you go. And, uh, yeah. I, yes. and so uh, I, and I've lost money you know, every time I do it. So it's you know, very rare will I make money. You know, uh, hedge with the futures. And the, and the and the wild thing is that the futures don't go down nearly as much as the stocks go down. Yeah, so you're not really getting much of a hedge by hedging with futures until this market rolls over.
4: And oh, and, oh yeah, you've got to like if I'm long so much stock, I've got to short way more S- SPY against it because you're right. Like it's not a hedge. You turn around, you're like, oh my, you know, the market's down one percent, but I'm you know dollar hedge, and they're like, oh my stocks are down three percent though <laughs> on yeah. days that go yeah. down.
5: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I'm a Catherine Woods fan, so I've got uh, I've got some portfolios with uh, you know a few of those uh, funds um hey, hey don't don't we all don't we all
4: <laughs> we all just chase kathy woods nowadays exactly you
5: know what, what's kathy buying
4: i got the kathy hat on long kathy
5: yeah right yeah, there. But, but, yeah i know and, and everybody's in it so when so when they turn you know you, you and those things roll over you know when they, oh, when yeah. you get these little uh we, we've had a lot of these rotations these like quick little 10 percent rotations in the woods woods funds and when that happens you know you your S P short or your and your uh, your future short shorts the other day when we had that little ten percent blip. Um, I was short more than about equal weight probably of the uh, of the futures that it was a uh, Kathy. And I did it right at the top, you know, right when you had that big huge day at, right at the top of short of the futures. Next morning I'm like, Great, I'm hedged, I, I did dollar for dollar. You know, it only it only has ten percent of my portfolio.
4: Yeah, I know, yeah, all the, the stocks stock. are just talking. Yeah, It's true, you got to really watch, because obviously there's a yeah. lot of their stuff. Cause they're all, because they're never rotating out of stocks all together right now. It's like, uh, okay, well they're selling secondary. the growth, but they're turning around and buying value. So if you've got a bunch of growth names, and you shorten SPY against all these growth names, well, you know, it's, we've seen days where the Qs are hammered, and then IWM's trading up. So, I mean, those are yeah. days where, wow, if you're not hedged right, ugly mornings.
5: Yeah, Exactly. So, I mean, you I have mean, even thought about hedging by buying
4: the
5: growth <laughs> you know, for the, to offset the, uh, you yeah, or, or buying value to offset the growth, right?
2: Buck Andrews is I'm the co-founder of Inform. To learn more, go to www.inform.info. I've put that up on the screen
5: right there. Buck, thanks a lot. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you, and a little patience. We will get this uh, bug figured out. All (laughs) righty. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks, guys.
2: All right. We've got gremlins of our own. All right. We do.
3: Well, I want to talk. I want to get Triple D's opinion on something. Because Uh you said a long time ago that you would – the great trade was shorting Intel and buying AMD. (laughs) Right? So that spread – Went from in last year went from a negative two to a positive forty six, and it's probably, it was even yeah. a lot wider. Is this the time
4: to unwind it? Is, is Yeah, it was me? a
3: lot. I mean, if yeah. you go back two days when uh, AMD was at ninety eight and Intel yeah. was at fifty two, it was even more. I mean, yeah, is there a trade there? <laughs> I just, I, well, I would... an easy
4: money was made on the AMD versus. So uh, when I said this was the day that Intel said they're two years away from launching the ships. And we had the big gap up in AMD. And AMD was, you know, truthful. I think it was like, you can see that day it gapped up. And I think it was in the higher 60s because I can remember when I said this. And Intel had sold off that day to like, you know, the lower 50s. So I was like, I think that AMD is going to continue to March. I don't think Intel's going anywhere. And that really happened. Because AMD ran another twenty-five points and Intel didn't go anywhere until yesterday, so yesterday a lot of things changed. We have new CEO coming in, gonna obviously try to. And VMware, you know, and himself, he's got a great name. He's like, turned some companies around before. Yep. So is this the turnaround story here now? Is Intel gonna be back? Are we all gonna be talking about Intel being inside? Intel is a value name. AMD is still just trying to play the growth card, you know, Lisa Su card. Uh, from a valuation perspective, Intel's always been a hell of a lot more attractive, but just people haven't cared about that. So do they eventually start to care about Intel? Do they look at this? Do we see Intel finally getting a bid because it's been in the dog of all dogs? or is just just another rally, you know, in a stock that you know seems to fade all rallies? I kind of think like I bought Intel at forty five. I'm long Intel right now. I said, oh, I think I'm gonna sell it at sixty yesterday. I did not. It sold off significantly, right straight off. So I'm already having that regret. And I look here this morning, I see a little pop in it. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to get. I'm not getting full on the Intel bandwagon, even though I'm long the stock here right now. Um, I think it's still a tradable vehicle. And I can't say that I, I want to be yeah, short AMD spread. and buying Intel now. Okay. I, I, I still think Lisa Sue is Lisa Sue. I still think AMD, even though I've sold my, my puts, are gone now. And I've sold my AMD. I, I think you're probably just going to be another buying opportunity, AMD. I mean, they love the name. I don't see unless the whole market rolls over. I think AMD is eventually still going over hundred bucks.
3: I think when you when you look at this AMD, I mean, you could call it ninety, but like this eighty nine. I mean, it, it's been holding that for a month and a half. I don't I don't think you can get even mildly bearish this thing until you take out. That 90, taken out on a day, taken out on a close, take it out for a couple days. I don't even, that's, I mean, that just jumps right out at you, right? That, uh, that 89, 89 level, couple lows in that area, good enough for me. Came down close to it, end of December also, trading down, doesn't seem to be getting affected much by the downgrade. And, uh, I just look, I just thought about that spread and, um, you know, how much it moved out. I've, how many standard deviations it had moved out? Will be interesting to. We'll keep an eye on that one.
2: Jason Rasnick says, "Hit that like button." So everyone, smash that like button. I don't say it enough, so I'm saying it now. Smash. Is he that texting
3: like. you and saying that? No, he put it in in the YouTube oh, the
2: chat, chat. So I'm just I'm relaying the message that Jason's
4: been giving us lots of tips. We must be having some money in this YouTube thing eventually. We'll have to look into that. Because we've been getting some tips. We've got some good users out there. There's always money in the banana stand.
2: All right, let's do uh, <laughs> let's do some uh, ticker time for the next five minutes. There are Go. A other things on our list, but nothing major. Uh, what about Penn here? Bill Big D is looking at Penn. Uh, said he sold it at 103.
4: Downgraded today, I believe. There's, if it's not downgrade, there's negative commentary. No, it is a downgrade. Loop Capital downgraded it here this morning. So Penn Gaming... I think there was even oh, another point. analyst note. They downgraded it to sell. Loop. I don't see a price target there, um, but I did just brief. I, I like I just saw the headline of the note. I think it was talking about something like. Over, did they flip a,
3: around? Did they go from no neutral?
4: They... I think to sell. Uh, so I don't think I they flipped it all together. Yeah. I mean, is this overdone? I'm still long pen. I bought it at 62 bucks. it's $102, it's two months later, three months later since I bought it. Yeah, it's overdone. I don't know if the story's over here yet, though. I mean, Dave Portnoy's cooled off with the markets because the sports are back on, and that's his bread and butter. But, I mean, Penn National Gaming is sports, and, you know, we do have sports going right now, and that Barstool Sports is still hot as hell. Everybody's talking about uh, Dave Portnoy still. Is the story over here? It hit my target of $100. So, really, I should probably be selling it because that's what I saw, saw it could hit. But, I mean, it broke out over 100, too. So, it's going to have some pressure here today. Nobody likes seeing a sell rating on their stock. It's probably going to retest 100. Can it hold the 100? That's a question. I mean, but as long as the stock, I mean, the, the uptrend's significant here, it's still got a story. I mean, is this the time? Is this the top? Every time I go to sell something, I think <laughs> yeah, that this lot. is the top. I regret it two weeks later. Tops so, don't, don't exist. Not in this market. It doesn't seem to. I mean, look at Bitcoin. It's back at 39,000, XII saying this morning. It was 31,000 two days ago. Everybody's like, ah, this is it. Get the hell out. You know, that's they sold that dip and that's the wrong move. So Adam, uh, one of my other buddies finally got in. You know, he's been talking about getting in forever. He bought at 31,000. I was like, I don't think you can go wrong. Buy, at least short term, buying the Bitcoin dip because the story is, I think it's going to be a huge story in 2021 i i think it's going a hundred thousand, i do i it, it's nonsense we laugh i laugh about it like it, it, it's it's numbers on a screen it's nothing it's nothingness but it's a stupid market that just keeps going and people say oh you you know you you hate this market i love this market this is my best 2020 it was my best trading years ever 2021 this month already i i like this month has been incredible already it did two weeks in This month has been absolutely incredible. I love this market, but I'm going to call it what it is. It's the dumbest market I've ever seen in my life. They just buy nonsense. But it doesn't matter. I'm buying it with them. Because, well, how can you fight the tape, Joel? How can you fight the tape? So it's not a matter of – I sound like I'm negative all the time. I'm not trying to, you know, say I sell stocks because I'm I'm invested. I'm in. I'm just saying. When it turns, I'm going to be flipping my opinion in a hurry. So – Right now, I don't see any reason why today is the day that this is all going to top out. I yeah. don't see it. You know, I I, I just don't. You know, see that I don't think today is the day. I doubt tomorrow is the day. Is next week the day? Is next month the day? Is next some, year? People bit, yeah, some people are a little bit. Yeah,
3: some people a little bit worried about. Uh, you know the uh, you know the inauguration and things like that. You know, a, there's always
4: why? something to worry about. Yep.
3: yep. What
4: I what I'll tell you, you should be worried about. If, you know real, but, and and Biden I've said it before. Biden is a Main Street guy. he's not a Wall Street guy. Taxes are coming for Wall Street whether it's the financial transaction tax which is scary as hell or if it's you know they're going to raise the capital gains tax and raise the dividend tax but you look at it here and you think you know here's Wall Street making new all-time highs and you've got a lot of the you know Main Street suffering and trying to pay rent. there is such a huge gap here biden is coming in and he's going to try to close that gap so that's not good for stocks so overall do i think the biden administration we're going to continue this relentless bull run through it i do not i think there will be a day of reckoning because i do not see you know long term biden being helpful for stocks as accommodating as trump was i mean stocks went down a little bit and trump's trying to talk them back up because he saw the stock market as success Biden is not going to be looking at the stock market as his as you know a judgment of how good he is doing. He's looking to the little guy. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But you got to think about that when you're fully, you know, 200% on margin. What are the Biden implications here? We're all saying, oh, yeah, he's good for stocks, too. But is he? Stimulus helps. Okay, so that helps, you know, maybe, you know, some people can spend a little bit more money. Maybe it's going to all pour into the market. But a lot of the stimulus money is actually going to pay rent. It's not all coming into the market. And I think when the dust settles here, I think you've got an administration that is not going to be as accommodating the stock market. So somewhat, you know, you've got to keep that in mind that I believe this story ends ugly, like Buck was just saying. And I believe it ends ugly in the next, you know, in in 2021. I just don't know when. Yeah, who
3: knows? Who knows? uh, Just real quickly, um, 98 looks like my number in Penn Gaming. Um, You hit that uh, two days ago. And then you got the nice bounce up to you know a couple pair of highs in the 106. And the only reason I say that 98 is because your next daily low is eight bucks lower. So I mean, it doesn't mean necessarily that it's like going to go right through there. I see 10038 um, as a close on on Monday, but keep at 19, 98. I just I would keep an eye on that. If it takes that out, maybe a little bit more downside. But before that, trend still looks. Uh, good to go north despite that, uh, that downgrade.
2: The irony of late-stage bull markets is everyone thinks that they're going to be the first one out the door, and by definition, that can't be true. We can't all be the first one out the door. Someone's left holding the bag. It's just a question of who. So when that pitch comes, you got to swing at it. All right. I know there's a few more tickers in the chat. Uh, AOBC, I, I've written them down. We'll, cover those. we'll cover those uh, at the afternoon show. Uh, so it, if, if they if they gave a tip, we gotta cover right. it. Okay, let's do it now. AOBC, American Outdoor Brains, the the store Gunmaker. for hunters, for hunters and AOBC
4: that... isn't the ticker anymore. It's S W what is it?
3: Yeah, S W M H or something.
4: No, they've changed they changed no. the bloody they changed ticker it like, every three oh, weeks. I'm sorry, I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry. It's A-O-U-T, A-O-U-T.
4: Oh, it's a completely okay. different company.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that
4: is. That's the American Outdoor Brands now. You know it's sleepy. been a bazillion different companies uh, gotta get ready. rid of
3: that twenty guy.
4: I mean, uh, you know what? It looks like it's ready to go, Joel. Let's just, just smell yeah, It, it looks like yeah, it's ready okay. Breakout. Yeah, looks I, like mean, it's ready I
3: mean, I mean, twenty-one. It looks a little sleepy in the pre-market here at twenty, but that no, actually that's the action from yesterday. Just clear that twenty-one. I mean, that's all you got to do. Just make sure the longer it takes to get above twenty-one, might fade. But wow, it had a clean breakout. You had three highs at uh, nineteen fifty. You broke out, so that's your good support, and you want to take out 21 on the upside.
2: All right. That's going to be your wrap. That's Okay. That's, that's a wrap for us today. Today's show was sponsored by Inform. To learn more, go to in 4 info. Thanks to our guest, Buck Andrews. Thanks to all of you in our chat, all the super chats, everyone for bearing with us through some audio means that uh, we did order dennis a new microphone yesterday so i don't know when it's coming but... I, I think
4: my mic's good was my mic yeah. good today yeah I, it, was it was
2: fine keep an eye on, keep an eye on, on what? your front on your front door anyway because there's a package coming with your name on it okay well, uh, i got a new
4: microphone yeah presents. yeah exactly presents from, we- it'll take like two years to get across the border but yes. <laughs> the, yes. nothing crosses the border quickly I, I i ordered here's a side story for you i ordered this uh and I hope he's not listening to the show, but I ordered this magic kit for for my kid off eBay coming from like St. Louis. And it has now been 17 days and it's tr- it's actually stuck in Illinois and trying to make its way to Kentucky for international sh- shipping. 17 days. This eBay, like Amazon, you get the stuff, even if it's coming from the States, it still comes in a couple days. I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, it's literally been just going in a circle for 17 days. I'm like, I can't understand. And they've, and they've sent me a message now saying, your shipment's going to be later than expected. You think? <laughs> and I'm tracking it. I'm looking at it. Just, have they lost the package? I don't totally know. So I, I'm just curious, anybody else's experiences with eBay shipping internationally? Because I didn't know that they have to go to 10 different places in a big circle before they get to Kentucky, where they actually go, I guess, airborne to get to Canada. I'm uh, gonna say,
2: Tell them some slack, there's a gazillion packages out there for the holidays. 17
4: days, it's went in a circle. It's, <laughs> it's like basically back to where it was. are doing the This best is the most again. inefficient way of you know transporting product. And this is why Amazon is Amazon and everybody else is everybody else. Because if <laughs> I would have ordered that off Amazon, it would have been here in like two days from the St. Louis gets across the border, gets here on my doorstep you you buy something in in this ebay international and people are saying why buy i couldn't find it on amazon i would not be buying something on ebay if i could find it on amazon it was an old legacy old magic kit and um you know i couldn't find it on amazon if i could have found it on amazon i'd have bought it on amazon but i have not bought anything on ebay in a long time and i'm like holy mackerel they suck at transportation. They suck at figuring out logistics on how to get stuff there efficiently. It literally has went in like a circle. I'm like, are you kidding
2: me? Next time you use horseback. Next time you use horseback, it's my advice. All right. Uh, for all of our podcast listeners, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day. We'll be back at 3.40 p.m. Eastern Time.